0: On June 1st, & Lion Ministries completed its long anticipated transition. While some change is inevitable, our calling and purpose have not changed. Stay tuned to hear an exciting word about the mission and message of & Lion Ministries. Hi, I'm Tim Moore. Welcome to Christ in Prophecy. Today marks the beginning of a new chapter here at Lamb & Lion Ministries. Last week you saw Dr. Reagan lay a mantle of leadership on me as he and Nathan Jones draped me with a Jewish tallit, a prayer shawl. As of June 1st, I am the Senior Evangelist and Director of Lamb & Lion Ministries. Over 41 years ago, the Lord inspired Dr. Reagan to launch this ministry for the purpose of proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ to as many people as possible, as quickly as possible. As we've shared in recent episodes, reflecting on the blessing God has poured into and through this ministry, Lamb & has grown from very humble beginnings to the far-reaching ministry we are today. In the early 1980s, Dave coordinated all the outreach of Lamb & Ministries from the spare bedroom of his small home. Today, we've grown exponentially and reach a worldwide audience through a variety of media outlets. We're headquartered here at Maranatha Acres, just north of Dallas, Texas. Come on in as we reflect on the past and cast a vision to the future. You know, back in the early 1980s, Dave first spoke in small country churches and produced a short mimeograph newsletter. Eventually, one man provided the seed money to begin a radio outreach with very limited availability. Over the years, those radio broadcasts were available on stations around the country and actually were turned into a number of cassette tapes. And the lamplighter grew into a full-fledged bi-monthly magazine. Eventually, this weekly Christ in Prophecy television program replaced the radio broadcast. And Dr. Reagan and a growing staff of assistant evangelists produced an ever-expanding treasury of pamphlets, books, audio CDs, and DVDs. But David Reagan was wise enough to know that if the Lord tarried and his tenure as director came to an end, this ministry must continue and the message that Jesus is coming soon must still be proclaimed. So he intentionally sought a successor, someone who could step in if he were no longer able to lead or once his own retirement became necessary. Several years ago, he advised me of his intention to recommend me as his successor to our Board of Trustees. You can imagine my shock at such an honor, and the challenge of following in David Reagan's footsteps. Our board was eager to endorse his recommendation, but I insisted that they weigh and pray over their decision for four months before they proceeded with a vote. In the end, they unanimously agreed that I should succeed Dr. Reagan. In the many months that followed, I realized my own inability to be David Reagan. But in addition to the support and encouragement of countless prophecy partners and supporters, I was given some very wise counsel from our good friend Don McGee of Crown & Sickle Ministries. He told me, Tim, don't try to be David Reagan. Be Tim Moore. While I have learned a tremendous amount from David Reagan, who is uniquely gifted for the role God called him to 41 years ago, Don's wisdom was a great encouragement. You know, Scripture echoes that same truth. I realized that Joshua could not be Moses, Solomon could not be David, and Elisha could not be Elijah. Each of those successors followed great men of God, but with the the gifts God gave each of them. They also served Him faithfully and offered leadership very effectively during their own time of service. Like each of them, I will lean upon the Lord, ensuring that He gets the credit for all the continued effectiveness of Lamb & Lion Ministries. So what are we going to do going forward? Well, follow me inside to our studio and I'll explain what you can expect. Well, here we are in the Laman Lai Ministries studio. If you've been watching this program for very long, you're familiar with our Christ in Prophecy logo. You know that we focus on Jesus throughout God's Word in the New Testament and the Old. Our shows have featured interviews with experts on the Bible in general and Bible prophecy in particular. At times, we've taken you to Israel to witness what God is doing in our own day and age in the Promised Land. How He has preserved the Jewish people, regathered them to their own land of promise, Reestablished the nation of Israel, and even restored them to their ancient capital, Jerusalem. Other shows have focused on the social issues plaguing our society, Christian apologetics, and other timely subjects where the Word of God puts today's headlines in biblical context. But our core message has centered around the signs of the times, the growing body of evidence that demonstrates that we are living in the season of the Lord's return. In the months to come, we'll be changing our set to create a new, engaging look. You'll notice other changes in our program. Most weeks, we intend to highlight a sign of the times and to offer a moment of application. All of these changes are designed to expand our outreach. We'll also work to increase our connectivity with like-minded ministries, recognizing the synergy such relationships can offer and will intentionally endeavor to excite new generations with the awareness that Jesus is at the very gates of heaven. As we begin a new chapter here at Lamb and Lion Ministries, let's look ahead, casting a vision toward the future. Proverbs 29.18 is one of my favorites, and it says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, or the people run amuck." Either way, it is necessary that we seek to discern the vision the Lord would have for us going forward. With my own background as a pilot, I know that perfect vision requires keen near vision and keen far vision, as well as the ability to recognize contrast, discern colors, and see at night. Those areas offer a means of clarifying my vision for the future of this ministry. In the near term, the next 3 to 5 years, we intend to intensify our outreach. Our goal is twofold. One, is to motivate believers toward urgent evangelism, holy living, and an expectancy of Jesus' imminent call for his bride, the church. And two, to warn unbelievers of the wrath to come, pointing them toward the loving arms of our Lord and Savior. You know, God never pours out wrath without warning. That's why he sent prophets like Noah, who was a preacher of righteousness, sounding the alarm to a wicked and rebellious world, and Jonah, who simply warned the people of Nineveh they were about to perish, but motivated them to confess and repent. And of course John the Baptist who preached, Repent! For the Kingdom of God is at hand. But also called out to hypocritical religious leaders by asking, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Our Gospel message, focusing on Jesus Christ and the promise that He is coming back soon, will be a stumbling block and foolishness to those on whom the wrath of God abides, but the power and wisdom of God to those who are looking for our blessed hope. Well, what if the Lord stays His coming for another five years or longer? What then? Well, we know that rampant secularism and even paganism will make our message more and more intolerable to our culture that claims to cherish tolerance above all else. That's why we plan to leverage technology to ensure that the good news reaches people who will be desperate for light in the darkness. It's also why we plan to be intentional about raising up other voices to proclaim Jesus' soon return. One of my favorite Jewish proverbs says, If you think the world is going to end tomorrow, plant a tree today. Similarly, evangelist D.L. Moody was once asked, What would you do today if you knew Jesus Christ was coming tomorrow? He answered, I would plant a tree. I'll talk more about planting trees in a few moments, but suffice it to say that we'll be planting and nurturing young fruit bearers to follow after us. We want to be like the faithful and sensible servant Jesus spoke of whose Master found obediently working when He returned. And that brings me to my last categories of vision—the ability to see contrast and colors and at night. The world wants to declare there is no truth, or at least no way to discern true truth. But we serve Jesus Christ, who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only path to salvation. That's why John the Baptist said, He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. John's admonition represents the eternal contrast of options available to every person. Eternal life through belief in the Son, or the abiding wrath of God on all who reject Him. Regarding color, I love to see the joy a believer expresses when the black and white of Scripture comes alive in full color. When I first learned how Bible prophecy points to Jesus Christ, I felt like the disciples on the road to Emmaus who testified, didn't our hearts burn within us as Jesus explained all the prophecies concerning Him? A pilgrimage to Israel also allows people to see prophecy being fulfilled before their very eyes, which is why we look forward to sharing that joyful experience with as many as possible. My final application of vision regards seeing in the darkness. As someone who has worn night vision goggles to take off and land an airplane in combat, I understand the power of sight when others are merely groping in the dark. And with darkness rising in our land, more and more people will need to hear about the one who is light and truth and life. The world will only grow darker until the midnight hour when our bridegroom bursts from heaven in radiant glory. Well, today I've offered you a glimpse of the things to come here at Lamb & Lion Ministries and on Christ in Prophecy. I hope you'll make this program a regular part of your discipleship. We will help you discern the signs of the times and the great culmination of signs that highlight the prophetic truth that we are living on borrowed time. Before I introduce a new segment of our program about a particular sign today, I want to commemorate a very special anniversary that coincides with the broadcast of this first post-transition program. This episode of Christ in Prophecy will first air on June 6, 2021. This week marks the 54th anniversary of the beginning of the Six-Day War in Israel. By the time that conflict was over, Israel's territory was vastly expanded by the addition of Judea and Samaria, what some refer to as the West Bank, the Golan Heights, and the Old City of Jerusalem. Some of you will remember where you were and what you were doing that June day in 1967. Did you realize then that God's prophetic clock began ticking toward midnight? as the Jews once again came into possession of their ancient capital city? You know, for hundreds of years Bible-believing Christians accepted by faith that the Lord would fulfill all His declared prophecies, including His promises to the Jews. But they could not understand how the Lord would motivate the scattered Jewish people to return to their ancient homeland, or how they would recapture the city of Jerusalem. Even after gaining their independence in 1948, Jerusalem seemed to dream beyond their reach. Although Israel survived the onslaught of Arab aggression from every side in 1948, it was forced out of the Old City of Jerusalem, its ancient capital. In spite of Jordanian commitments to allow Jews access to their holy sites like the Western Wall, Jewish people were categorically denied access to Jerusalem for almost 20 years. Barbed wire, machine guns, and all-too-frequent sniper fire kept Jews isolated from Zion. The Jewish prayer, Next Year in Jerusalem, that ends the Passover meal, speaks to the longing in every Jewish heart to return to Jerusalem. Yet, as the years drifted by, the hope captured in the mournful but hauntingly beautiful Israeli national anthem, Hatikvah, seemed forever out of reach. But God was indeed faithful. Within my lifetime, the Jewish people did repossess the city of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. Shlomo Goren, the chief rabbi of the Israeli Defense Force, was prophetically exultant. Rushing to the Western Wall as soon as the old city was liberated, he blew a shofar and proclaimed the beginning of the Messianic Age. He said, The dream of all the generations has been fulfilled before our eyes. The city of God, the Temple site, the Temple Mount, and the Western Wall, symbol of the Jewish people's Messianic redemption has been delivered this day. Moshe Dayan was the military commander in Jerusalem in 1948 when it fell, and the Israeli defense minister in 1967. Although completely non-religious, his comment at the Western Wall on June 7, 1967 rings with fulfilled Bible prophecy. He said, We have reunited the torn city, the capital of Israel. We have returned to this most sacred shrine. Never depart from it again. Based on God's promise in Amos, we know that the Jewish people will never again be removed from their land. Right now, Israel is suffering another wave of attacks from Hamas and Palestinian terrorists. We all need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, understanding that peace will not really occur until the Prince of Peace reigns from the throne of his father David. But we also know that God's prophetic clock is ticking toward midnight when the shot will ring out. The Bridegroom! Behold, He comes! As I said a moment ago, in many of our future episodes of Christ in Prophecy, we intend to offer a brief editorial on a sign of the times, something of heightened relevance to the historical moment we find ourselves in. Following the example of biblical prophets, that might be an observation about our culture, a commentary on the trajectory of our nation, or a specific appeal to persevere and overcome in the midst of persecution. Today I want to speak briefly on America's newfound infatuation with Marxism. The ideology once rejected as un-American is not only tolerated today, it is endorsed and even embraced by misguided leaders at the national level. Many others are obsessed with the various critical theories being promoted on American college campuses. This destructive fire threatens to burn down the stabilizing institutions our society was built upon. Karl Marx was a German Jew who came from a family of converted Roman Catholics and Lutherans. Upon his arrival at a public university, Marx came under the tutelage of a theology professor who was an avowed atheist, demonstrating the importance of guarding your own heart and your children's hearts against wolves in sheep's clothing. Marx soon began to promote atheism through a newly published academic journal and various stunts designed to shock and offend the citizens in the historic Christian city of Trieste. In time, Marx developed a fascination with the occult, specifically idolizing Satan himself. He wrote extensively about rejecting heaven and embracing hell. His friends and family became convinced that he was possessed. Alternately morose and maniacally agitated, he became a vile and repulsive character, refusing to work even to support his own family. Marx built his philosophy upon critical theory. But the criticism he offered was not constructive or meant to build up upon the status quo. His goal was to tear down and destroy. He repeatedly expressed his hatred for humanity in general and demanded total annihilation of every social structure, including capital and property, marriage and family, and religion, most specifically Christianity. Everywhere Marxism has infected a society, rabid secularism replaces belief in God and Christianity is banished as an unacceptable standard of religious restraint. Inevitably, pronouncements of liberty and equality quickly devolve into an orgy of murder and hate. Over the past 120 years, Marxist ideology has multiplied human suffering and led to the worst genocides in human history. Yet. Today, radicals who call themselves progressive and proclaim their allegiance to socialist Marxism are gaining sway over our culture. Fifty years ago, Saul Alinsky, the leftist community organizer from Chicago who wrote Rules for Radicals, acknowledged his appreciation to Lucifer, who he called the first radical to rebel against God and gain his own kingdom. Young progressives steeped in secularism and critical theory have taken to fondly quoting from Milton's Paradise Lost, where Satan asserts, "...better to reign in hell than serve in heaven." Lest we miss the rising threat, a growing number of people are willing to drag our city on a hill into the depths of hell as long as they can live in unfettered moral autonomy. God help us. Russia, China, Cambodia, Venezuela, and every other nation that has attempted to impose Marxist socialism should teach us that this demonically inspired ideology is contrary to God's plan for mankind. But where Christians are silent, evil creeps in. And right now it is not just creeping into our society, it is being shoveled into young minds, in public schools and universities. It is being pumped into unsuspecting brains, plugged into devices, and whatever entertainment Hollywood cooks up and it is even showing up in the attitudes and thinking of too many who still darken the door of American churches on a regular basis. Do you have eyes to see and ears to hear? Then heed the words of Jesus to the church at Sardis in Revelation 3. Remember what you have received and heard, and keep it and repent. Wake up! Welcome to our Prophetic Perspective set. I've asked my co-host Nathan Jones to join me for a few moments today. You all know Nathan as our Internet Evangelist. This Christ in Prophecy television program reaches millions of homes every week, but through our Internet outreach, hundreds of millions of homes have access to all of our content every day. Many of you are probably watching this episode through one of our streaming channels right now. Nathan, what do you see as the
1: future of internet outreach for Lamb & Lion Ministries? Well, the future of internet outreach is good. The Lord has given us the most greatest communication piece in world history to get the gospel out while the time is short. And so they have guys like me who are internet evangelists (laughs) (laughs) to go out and share the gospel over the internet. But people sometimes ask, what is an internet evangelist? Well, an internet evangelist has a pulpit that teaches the message of the ministry, of course the gospel, but our ministries, Lamb and Lion Ministries, is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry proclaiming the soon return of Jesus Christ. So that's what we proclaim on the internet. And uh, it's like preaching as I do in churches and conferences and stuff, but online through online messages. Then we take not just me, but Tim's and Dr. Reagan's and all, we put them online and get them out there for people to see. Uh, primarily through our website, christinprophecy.org, or the old address, lamblion.com. That's the pulpit, that's like the table, where we sit and we share the gospel online to people all over the world. We also have a blog, the Christ in Prophecy blog, that has 2,600 articles about all topics of Bible prophecy in it. Uh, we also create a lot of what's called short-form video. That's the future of yeah. the internet. People are video-driven. 60% of people in the world are video-driven, and they're driven by short video. So we've created the Bible Prophecy Insights series, the Inbox series, and of course, our Prophetic Perspective series, which we are sitting in right now. Uh, of course, we have long-form video, which is traditional television. We'll continue to produce traditional television programs, but we'll put them online for the 4.5 billion people accessible to the internet Can reach them all over the world through streaming channels like YouTube, his channel, Truly, and many others. We produce a lot of course teachings, which we put in DVDs, but we also put them in streaming content. And that's the future of television, really, Tim, is is streaming content. Not locked into a schedule, but you can access it 24-7 from whatever device and primarily mobile devices. Yes. Uh, books and magazines we produce lots of books and magazines both ebooks you can get our books on Kindle and Nook and Apple Books so we're continuing to expand that area uh, you can get many of our resources at BibleProphecyResources.com. And we have an app, the Lamb Lion app on all the major platforms. Download it you can watch our TV show, read our articles. It's even got a Bible built into it. Uh, <laughs> we do podcasting. Uh, Pastor Vic Batista, myself, and Tim joins us for a weekly podcast every Wednesday. And that's huge. A lot of people now are switching from radio to podcasting. So we want to focus on that and social media. Now, social media is the biggest challenge right now because we're seeing conservatives and Christians being locked down. So we don't want to put all our eggs in one basket. We want to keep looking for new social media platforms to expand our horizons and our outreach. And of course, we have a newsletter. If you want to sign up and get a every other week, get an update from you and me about what's going on in the ministry in the world. We have 90,000 subscribers. Wow. We'd like to make 100,000 before the end of the year. So that's the Lamb & Lion Ministries Internet Outreach. There's lots of challenges facing us, but again, the Lord has put that message uh, in our hands and given us the internet to get it out in the world as quickly as possible because He's coming soon.
0: And you can tell what an exciting tool this is and how many new opportunities we are seizing to proclaim this message to new audiences and even to new generations. And you can also tell that Nathan and I really enjoy working together, whether on this Christ in Prophecy program, our short form Prophetic Perspective videos, or at prophecy conferences, or in podcasts. And you'll see both of us on a regular basis here on this program. As we highlight some of the features we plan to implement on Christ and Prophecy today, we'd like to offer the book that provides my favorite overview of the end times, God's Plan for the Ages, by Dr. Dave Reagan. For a donation of only $20, we'll be glad to send you a copy. Just call the number on your screen or visit our website. Looking ahead, over the next three weeks, we'll present a series of messages that will encourage you to exercise unshakable faith in these troubling times. Then, on America's 245th anniversary, I'll highlight a message to our wayward nation. Then, beginning in July, we're going to bring you a series of keen insights from some of God's prophetic voices to America. As Dr. Reagan documented in his book of the same title, For the last 75 years, God has sent individuals to warn America that it was straying from Him and toward destruction. I know that you'll be blessed as these gifted individuals share their messages of warning and hope. Then, in September, we'll launch an exciting new series that will take us back to the beginning. Starting with the opening book into the Bible, we'll explore God's revelation of Jesus Christ in Genesis, then step through all the books of the Old Testament. You won't want to miss the whirlwind journey we take together as we discover previews of Jesus throughout God's prophetic word, a real Christ in Prophecy experience. You need to know that much planning and prayer goes into the production of this television program, both for sharing the gospel with those who do not yet know Jesus as Savior and Lord and for encouraging those in the Bride of Christ as we eagerly await our Bridegroom. We pray that our Christ in Prophecy programs leave you longing for and loving. Jesus soon return. This pecan tree on the property of Lamb & Lion Ministries is about 40 years old. It has weathered many storms and now produces a bountiful crop of pecans on a regular basis. Long before fruit was evident, someone took the time to protect and nurture the young sapling that began growing here. Indeed, the original caretaker of this property never got to enjoy the fruit of this tree. Sometimes those of us who are caretakers of ministry plant seeds and nurture for kingdom crops we won't witness in this lifetime. Each of you is called to do the same thing, investing in young lives and nurturing future fruit bearers for Christ. That's exactly what our prophecy partners do. They invest in sharing a message that will cultivate growth and stimulate fruit in the lives of other believers they will never meet this side of heaven. As we open a new chapter to fulfill the mission of Lamb & Lion Ministries, I'd like to invite you to partner with us. Help us reach new audiences and new generations with the message that Jesus is coming soon through your gifts, your support, and your prayers. For as long as the Lord tarries, we will proclaim His soon return. Through our various outreach formats, we'll share the gospel of Jesus Christ and stir hearts with the message that He is coming again. I hope that you'll determine to pour into young fruit bearers so that when our Lord comes, He will be well pleased. Become a prophecy partner with us and help us share the good news about Jesus Christ. Many centuries ago, the prophet Daniel referred to the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar as a great tree. He foretold that pagan king's downfall, but his words echo through the centuries and foreshadow the king of kings, our soon returning king. Here's what Daniel wrote, I saw and behold a tree in the midst of the earth, and its height was great. The tree grew and became strong, and its top reached to the heaven, and it was visible to the whole earth. Its leaves were beautiful and its fruit abundant, and in it was food for all. We serve Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Jeremiah referred to as a righteous branch. All who are grafted into Him will live and thrive and produce much fruit i pray that you will help us proclaim his soon return to new viewers who will be grafted into him and that all of us until he comes will bear much fruit for our master until next week this is tim moore for lamb and Lion ministries saying godspeed <laughs>